Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. I don't think I can get better from here. I mean, hey, peace. This is uh, our collection of talks titled Advent, and um, I'm excited to speak this morning on a conversation called Peace. This is what the Bible says. Joel's going to help us with the words on the screen. The people who walked in darkness. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 6 and 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. For to us a child is born, for to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David and other, over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. God, we just pray for this word. God, we thank you for the Bible. And we ask, God, that you would speak to us in these next few moments, um, that you would bring us peace, what you do best, in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Hey, I, I think Christmas is a time like any more than any other time of the year where you know it's meant to be a time of peace yeah it's a season of setting aside our differences for letting go of past resentments old grudges broken relationships mending of making things right with people family and friends yeah but when the angels appeared to the shepherds in the fields who were guarding their flocks by night what did they declare peace on earth is what they declared. They're proclaiming the birth of a child who was said to be the one who would finally bring peace to mankind. Isaiah the prophet here in this verse, in these verses that we just read, foretold that of government of peace. He, t- he talked about a guy who was going to bring peace. He predicted that would come. So the question is, how exactly, or maybe better yet, where exactly does Christmas mean peace for us and that's the question i hope to answer over these next few moments christmas means peace with god jesus came to make peace between god and man jesus came to restore all that had been broken he came so that finally once and for all we could be forgiven he paid our debt a debt that we could never pay The question I had, though, and I have this morning is, why? Why did he have to do that? Why did Jesus have to come and die so that we could have peace with God? Why couldn't God just say, I forgive you and move on? And the answer and the conclusion that we've come to this morning is that forgiveness always comes at a cost. Forgiveness always comes comes at a cost. You see, anytime a person wrongs another person, whether intentionally or unintentionally, a sort of death is created. When someone does wrong to you intentionally or unintentionally, a sort of death is created. Forgiveness always is a cost. And by that, This is why we often make people who have hurt us pay emotionally. It's why we freeze people out. 
not speaking to them for two weeks after they've let us down. It's why we lose our tempers and rage all over people. Why? We're trying to recuperate or recoup some of the cost. We don't like to bear the burden alone. So we try to make others pay for it, what they've done to us. This is why, this is what makes forgiveness so powerful. Yes, when someone does wrong to me, I find it hard to forgive them. Just experienced it this week. Some guy ticked me off a little bit. Automatic response. But when I bring myself back to the peace and having peace with God, come to that little moment. Because when we, when we truly forgive someone, what we're offering to do is to absorb all it, to absorb it into ourselves, all the cost, the burden of their choices, their mistakes, and their failures. When we offer to forgive someone, regardless of what they've done, we're taking the hit. And that, ladies and gentlemen, isn't easy. Would you agree? So when we say, why doesn't God just say, forgive you and be done with it? The truth is, that is exactly what God did. He did say, I forgive you by, absor by, by, by absorbing it all in himself, the full cost of every human failure. He did let it go because he's not requiring you to pay your sins at all. How liberating is that this Christmas? Isaiah 53 says this in 5 and 6. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the, and brought us, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the inquiry of us all. You see, the story of Christmas is more than just a baby in a manger with shepherds and angels and warm Christmas memories. Hey, Hill's Kids is going to be in here in a few weeks' time, and I can't wait for that. But there's more to the Christmas story. God coming in the flesh to make peace with mankind is the story, to pay the debt that we could never pay. You see, and if we really think about it, it's remarkable. Dare I say scandalous, because it means that no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, what you've said, how you've lived, you can be forgiven. Just like that. To the point that there is no debt left to pay. You don't have to punish yourself for God to forgive you. The debt has already been paid. You don't have to build up a streak of good behavior to get, go to get on God's good side again. You don't have to earn your way back into his presence. You were forgiven at the instant that you asked Jesus into your heart. You see, I think a lot of Christians that are still carrying this thing where they think they've got to get back to God. All you've got to do is ask God back into your life, reconnect back onto him, and you're back on track. Yes, Christmas is more than just a message about a manger, a baby coming. It is forgiveness. Jesus' sacrifice is greater than your sin. His payment is more than your death and mine. And if you can believe this, you can have peace with God. It changes the way you see yourself and the way you see other people. You see, a person whose heart is at peace and confidence towards God doesn't worry so much about how other people perceive them. A person who truly knows that they're loved by God doesn't spend all their time trying to prove themselves in their career or on social media. They know who they are 
and they know that they're loved. And it's from that place, from that peace with God, that their confidence flows, their identity flows from. You see, a person who truly knows God, that knows they're forgiven, that spends time with God, that accepts his grace, is at peace. You and I can have peace this Christmas, just like baby Wacom. You just need a wee bottle of God. <laughs> Christmas, and I know I read some of my notes there now, it's about recentering ourselves, church. It's about slowing the whole thing down. We've just been through November, and I don't care what anybody says, November's a bad old month. That's a hard old month. Yeah? It's the weather, the, the times change, the weather's not so good. Everybody in the countryside is sick because we're all locked up for a couple of years, and it is what it is, and we're starting to overthink things. And I mean, I dodged a bullet this year because we're in the middle of moving house. God willing, we'll be moving into our new house in the next couple of weeks. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Somebody say amen that the NIA are going to come tomorrow and forgive me that I put the pipe in wrong to the fuse box and ignore that and put the pipe in and do the thing, and the wire's going to be on, the heating's going to be on, the whole thing's going to be lit by the weekend. Oh, yes, sir. We're two to your gallery. Um, but we dodged Christmas decorations this year. But it's that time of year. But we're coming into Christmas church, and we just got to get the whole thing very real here. I'm telling you now that Christmas means that you can have peace with God. Yes? And when you have peace with God, it changes your perspective. It changes your identity. You just know when you're around someone who's at peace with God. Yes? You're not trying to be someone else. They, they don't, they don't, what they don't, they don't, they don't do it. They, they just are at peace with God. And I want to ask you the question, are you at peace with God this weekend? Well, that's fantastic news. But not all of us are. And I want to encourage you this Christmas Advent, realign yourself. Understand that Jesus came. He's more than just a wee story that we celebrate that's about a crack about. This is a story of transformation that brings peace on earth an eternity after life. Yes, Christmas point number two means peace with other people. I love what it says in Romans chapter 12, verses 18. Verse 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceful with all. If possible, as long as it depends on me, you, live at peace with everybody. We return evil with good. Not easy, I know. You know you're at peace when you're able to respond and not react. Hills Church, we are called, would you agree, this church is called to reach anyone that does not know God in the Northwest. Would you agree? That's our vision, really broken down, really, really practical, layman's language. We want to see every person in the Northwest at least get the opportunity to hear and experience the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, that's our mission. That's what we're about. So we're excited about that, aren't we? Well, we want to be also then, that you would say, a good witness or a good testimony of what our faith really means, yes? So Hell's Church, guess what we want to be? We want to be responders, not reactors. Let me say this a little bit better. I want to be a responder, not a reactor. Yeah. But when I bring myself back and I position myself to get in this peace of God thing, it settles the nerve. Thinking of the house, doing the th we were doing a bit of work at the house this week, and a, inter a bit of an interaction with a guy, and you know, da -da 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 -da, you know not play ball, blah, 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 and just like everybody else. 
What is it about tradespeople? I mean, these don't answer their phone. These blanky. They're completely blanky. Until they want their money, of course. Like, you just ring them 974 times. And then after the 975th time, they answer you go, what are you at? Nothing, sir. I'll be sitting on the phone to you all day. Like, seriously? What's good in me being a pastor at church? What's good, what's good in you being a believer and following God? And every time someone nerves you, you go trigger and react, eh? People might aren't listening, but they're watching. <laughs> well, I'm saying this is for me. This is a message for me here. I'm on my own down here. I know all you guys don't do that. I know you all guys are all super sorted out. But when you have that peace, do you ever get with somebody that's just got the peace of God? Eh? You just, you're just sitting there, man. You're just like, someone, someone's got the peace of God, and you're just sitting watching them. And they're like, everything's going on around them, and they're just like super chilled. Yeah? No, it's, it's very powerful, isn't it? And I, I think as, 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 as us as believers, I, I think I would encourage you this weekend that, you know what, if you're going through someone from someone else taking you off, it's a great opportunity for you to be a witness. Isn't it a great opportunity for me to respond? You know what I want some of the builders to say when we're finished the house, Andy? You never really lost the head that much. They're never going to say I didn't lose the head. I'm not there yet. Let's go next Christmas. Invite them for dinner. They're already coming for dinner. We live in Dunhamana, dear. They don't, you don't invite people. They just arrive. You just need to know how to lock your door. You just walk in on just random people in your house. It's just the way it is. Hello there. Hello. Are you from China? No, nah, down the road. You got me sidetracked. I'm away, in a, I'm away somewhere else. I was doing well there. Well, it's your fault. You're not getting your dinner. Your roast is all going to be burned. What an opportunity, though. Whenever, w w what a way to see things rather than like, so when you see your hurdles this week, see them as an opportunity to go, I'm going to respond with a man or woman of the peace of God. I'm going to get an opportunity. And every time someone gives me a little, you know, but, but, to go, it's all good. But when I get that peace thing going on and this message, I hope that prevails and shines through in your heart as the weeks and days lie ahead. I hope that you'll come back to this peace thing and the power of what peace really means at Christmas because when you're having a tight day or an up and down thing, you can say to yourself, and uh, right now, anxiety is knocking on my door these days. I mean, it's a bit mental, I'm not going to lie. And I was freaking out a little bit this morning. Was I going to be able to speak and was I able to hold myself together and all these unrational thoughts. And as I was on the way down the road this morning, I was just going like, where would I be if I hadn't got the peace of God? It, the Bible says, passes our understanding. It is incredible. If you do not know Jesus here this weekend, come to know him. Because it is the most exciting life you'll ever live. But there's a peace that passes understanding. And I don't know about you, but even just for that, it's worth following Jesus. Point number three. Which is kind of the same point, I'm not going to lie. Christmas means peace within. He doesn't agree, clearly, but whatever. How you treat God determines how you will experience him. Yes? You see, peace isn't found in the absence of problems or in the absence of situations or in the absence of whatever's going on around you. True peace is found in the presence of God. It is that simple. You know, I love what Nathan said when he prayed this morning, that Jesus is the answer to every single thing. 
any problem that you have, Jesus is the answer to that problem. You see, Christmas means peace within. And when you're at peace within, no matter what's going on around you, it doesn't really matter. Because peace isn't found in the absence of problems, situations, or life. It's found in the presence of God. If you want a bit of peace, get into the presence of God. What does that mean? Hey, would you worship? Would you take a chance today in the last few moments and close your eyes and shut off from the world and go, I'm going to choose God to focus my attention on you? Would you chance a prayer this week? Would you maybe ask us, we can give you a year's free app of Glorify. If you don't have Glorify, we as a church follow a yearly thing called Glorify. It's a daily devotion. Uh, start reading your scriptures every day. Listen, the presence of God's going to change your life. Yes, it's changed mine and it's changed people's lives before and it's going to change people again. The presence of God brings peace. Christmas means peace within. Christmas means peace forever. Look what the prophet, prophet, prophet says in our text in verse 7. Of the increase of his government and of the peace, there will be no end. Hell's church. This thing isn't a, isn't a one-pick wonder. It's not a 21-day try it out and work it thing. This thing never ends. The peace of God never, ever ever, ever ends. It never ends. It never stops. It never ceases. It never, ever stops. We could talk about this all day. But peace isn't found in the absence of problems or situations in life. It is found in the presence of God. Christianity is more than just a time where we celebrate Christmas. We, it's more than just celebrating a wee nativity where we watch the kids coming in and we, we think it's great. It's, it's more than carols this year. is more than us just coming to sing a few carols. It's an opportunity for you to have your family to a safe environment where they're going to experience what? They're going to experience the Prince of Peace and the presence of God. It's more than just an opportunity. This thing following God is more than just we're coming together for Christmas. Isn't it wonderful that these toys are going to homes this Christmas house church? But it's not about the toy. Uh, we already prayed. We pray that every toy goes into every home will bring about a peace to a mammy that has no money. To a, to, a, to a single mother that hasn't a bob and she's wondering how she's going to get their kids what she wants. Well, then she'll have the peace of God. Can we send a generator to Ukraine and God bless the guys, Norris's friends over in Liz McCarroll Hall, forgive me Norris, forget the guy's name who's doing that. What an incredible idea and initiative this year to do something like that. Uh, it, it'll bring about a peace. When we, when we give people oil in their tank and we help people, and it'll bring about a peace. When you go about your week this week and when you get the opportunity when someone does wrong to you that you would not return uh, wrong with evil, that you would return that evil with good, what the testimony that's going to be when we go into this year's Christmas. Yes, well, when your neighbor's wrongdoing you, when the guy's down the road and he's not playing ball, that we would come back and go, hey, hang on a minute, this baby Jesus came for me and he came for you. He didn't just come for me and he come for you. He came for my neighbor as well. So I have a responsibility. Hills Church, I told you, this church is growing. It is advancing. We are seeing people coming to faith. We will baptize more adults in the new year. God is changing lives in the Northwest. But he's using you and I to do it. Because we have a peace that surpasses understanding. And I want to tell you something now. that Your peace is addictive. Your peace is astonishing. It blows people's minds away how you're at peace. It does. Listen, it blows their mind, doesn't it, James? 
you're on the site down in Cork with the boys, they can't work it out. You're not doing things you used to do. You're not going the way you used to wear. Because guess why? You ain't found a fancy program. You found the presence of God. We've got to record your testimony someday and show it in church. That's just another side note. There's testimonies in this church. I told someone the other day, there's, there's testimonies of people's lives in this church that literally could write books. But not because of a fancy rehab. Not because of a fancy sermon. Because this ain't no fancy sermon. This is just, I believe, from the Word of God. It's in the Bible and there you go. It'll change your life. It's changed mine. Band. Let's do this thing. How are you this morning? How are you this weekend? Are you at peace? So God, I just pray for every person right now listening to this message, whether on a podcast or in this room right now, I ask God for an overwhelming sense of your peace upon their life. I pray, God, that they would they would hear your message this morning. They would come back to the words, God, and scripture where it says, oh God, that you are the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, and of peace there will be no end. So we speak peace over every life, God, every heart that hears this word, God. We speak peace unto us, oh God, and that we would be inspired, God, from the peace that only comes from you, the peace that passes understanding. In Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. Hey, why don't you stand on your feet and we're going to give everybody the opportunity to say a prayer just before we close this today's conversation off. And Joel, you can help me maybe put the prayer on the screen. Thank you so much. This is the prayer and we're going to do this again. We're going to pray it all out aloud together. Are you ready? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you my Lord and Saviour. In your name, Amen. Hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hey, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11am at the Waterside Theatre and we'd love to see you at one of our services. But hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?